Today's episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. Life is full of compromise, but there's one thing in life that you should never compromise on, your own health. That's why I like to use ZocDoc to find the best doctors for me. That's how I found my personal doctor, as well as the pediatrician for my little girl. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Once you find the doctor you want, you can book them immediately. No more awkwardly waiting on hold with a receptionist. My favorite thing is that you can see doctor reviews. I mean, who wants to go to a doctor who makes you sit alone in a room for an hour and then rushes out after barely speaking to you? I love using ZocDoc because, to be honest, it's easy and I'm lazy. Go to ZocDoc.com RS and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash R-S. ZocDoc.com slash R-S. Welcome to r slash Entitled Parents, where a family gets completely ripped apart over a baby name. Our next Reddit post is a cross post from r slash Am I the Butthole. Am I the butthole for breaking my fiancé's family tradition by naming my son what I wanted? I'm a 27-year-old woman and my fiancé is 27. We have a two-month-old son. We're overjoyed at being parents, but most of my in-laws are refusing to even see our baby because of a decision that we made concerning his name. My in-laws have a tradition of giving the firstborn son of every generation the same name. Let's say Peter. This has been going on for about seven generations already, and they're very serious about it. My fiancé's oldest cousin was the latest person to get named Peter. Every one of his cousins has only had daughters so far, so our baby is the first son of his generation, and consequently should get his name. I have no problem with the name Peter, and I would have been okay with naming my son that. Unfortunately, that was also the name of my uncle, who died before I was born. I won't get into details, but it was tragic and traumatizing for my family. My father never got over losing his younger brother. My grandmother asked the family not to name any of our future kids Peter during her lifetime. My mother-in-law and father-in-law knew about this promise, and at first seemed to not only be okay with us avoiding the name Peter, but also supportive of whatever name we chose. However, my grandmother sadly passed away when I was seven months pregnant. We traveled for her funeral. On our last days there, my in-laws called me to offer their condolences. Then, my mother-in-law asked me if I was willing to think about the name Peter now. Suddenly, they were insistent that the name we chose was awful and we had to honor their tradition. According to them, they only agreed to make an exception for us for my grandmother's sake and had no obligation to keep it now that she'd passed. My family agrees that while it's true that we don't have to avoid the name anymore, it still doesn't feel right to use it. My fiancé agrees with me as well, but his parents spent the last week of my pregnancy trying to convince us to change our minds about the name. When our baby was born and we named him what we wanted, my in-laws were furious that we had broken a seven-generation-old family tradition. Some of my fiancé's family hadn't wanted to name their sons Peter, but they did it anyway for family's sake. They said our decision was selfish and that my family should have moved on by now. This has truly nothing to do with whether my family has moved on or not. It just felt like a betrayal to my grandmother and my uncle's memories to even consider using that name. My father-in-law offered us $1,000 to change our son's name to Peter after he was born. That was two months ago, and neither of my fiancé's parents have met the baby or seen us since I was pregnant. 
Most of my in-laws are on their side, and this is causing a huge rift between my fiancé and his family. My fiancé assures me that he's fine, but I'm starting to feel really guilty about this. OP, this is so weird, especially since your fiancé's family admits they don't even like their tradition, but they're doing it because they have to. But, like, if you don't like their tradition, just stop. Just stop. It's really that simple. And how are they getting angry at your family for not moving on? Meanwhile, they have a seven-generation-old family tradition. Talk about not moving on. Give me a break. Then, one week later, OP posted an update. About a week after my post, my fiancé's parents contacted us. They apologized for their behavior and begged to meet my son. They said they were ready to leave the naming debacle behind, and they truly wanted to be involved in their grandson's life. We were skeptical, but we invited them over to meet the baby. The visit went well. They began coming over almost every day during the next three weeks. I noticed that neither of them ever called my son by his name, but I didn't want to point it out. For the first time in months, things seemed good between my fiancé and his parents. One day, my fiancé was helping my father-in-law with something in our place, so my mother-in-law and I went to the park with the baby. Sometime later, I had to go to the bathroom, so I left him in the stroller with her. When I got back, my mother-in-law was sitting on a park bench chatting with a woman who was cooing over my son. I went over there and introduced myself as, son's name's mom. And the woman said, I thought his name was Peter. I didn't say a word, and neither did my mother-in-law. She followed me to the car and we went back to my apartment. On the way there, I texted my fiancé about what had happened. The moment we got home, my fiancé kicked both of his parents out of our place. My fiancé had read my text and confronted his father. Thankfully, my father-in-law is a terrible liar and confessed immediately. Apparently, both of my in-laws only call my son Peter. That includes whenever they're talking about him, every time they introduce him to someone else, and even baby talking to him on a few occasions they were left alone with him. Neither of them are embarrassed by this, and they both think that they're in the right. We're heartbroken, especially my fiancé. Not only because his parents can't let go of their pride, but also because the name we chose for our son means a lot to both of us. I blame myself for encouraging my fiancé to allow them near our son. But now, all my guilt is gone. If they can't respect my son enough to call him by his name, they do not deserve to be in his life. I hope they enjoyed the three weeks they had with their grandson, because that's all they're getting until they get their heads out of their butts. Then, two months later, OP posted an update. We're still no contact with my fiancé's parents. We both blocked them everywhere. My fiancé's relatives who were on our side still are, and most of the ones who weren't haven't come around. If anything, they're even more pissed now. I remember someone suggesting that my fiancé's family might stop using the name after we decided not to, and you were right. Last week, one of my fiancé's cousins announced that she was pregnant with a boy. She included her baby's name in the announcement, and it's not Peter. What followed was a string of aggressive Instagram DMs from both my mother-in-law and my father-in-law. They both created accounts for the sole purpose of contacting me. They sent me almost an hour's worth of voice messages about how I'd ruined their family. They said they wished their son had never met me, and he'd see me for who I truly am, and that I'd never gotten pregnant. Many of the messages ended with, I hope you're happy now as if they thought they were getting the last word, only to think of something else they wanted to say. There was name-calling, an accusation of cheating, and the persistent refusal to refer to my son as their grandchild. 
My fiancé and I listen to the messages together. He hasn't gotten any messages from them. As much as I tried to distance myself, I was in tears by the time that it was all done. I still don't regret anything, especially after the stunt they pulled back in May, but I'm not completely free of the guilt yet. Not to mention their complete disregard for their grandson. I must have spent close to an hour sobbing in my fiancé's arms. Once I was calmer, he unblocked his parents just to scream at them for a while. I only heard his side of the conversation, but it was more than enough. He finished the call by saying that he didn't want to hear from them again. We had a long talk afterwards. My fiancé opened up about the emotional blackmail by his family before and after my pregnancy. My in-laws were threatening him with anything they could if we didn't name our son Peter. I told him about my guilt and how awful I feel for putting him through this. We reassured each other, cried a bit more, and had a mostly pleasant evening with our baby. We contacted his cousin. The family is also giving her drama for breaking the tradition again. They're being way less aggressive though, and I think that many of my in-laws are finally learning to let go. We're not expecting any apologies anytime soon, but we'll be glad if they come. Wait, hold up. If they were threatening your fiancé before and during the pregnancy, that means that they lied to your face when they said that they accepted the exception they were making for your grandma, and secretly they were planning on, I guess, blackmailing slash threatening you the second that baby popped out. Yo, these in-laws are nuts. Imagine cutting both your son and your grandson out of your lives forever just because of a stupid name. Today's episode is sponsored by Adam and Eve. You know, I read so many stories about cheating partners and unhappy marriages. Maybe people wouldn't be in such unhappy relationships if they spent more time nurturing their love life. That's why you should check out today's sponsor, Adam and Eve. They've got toys for men, toys for women, and toys for... How should I put this? Well, it's not exactly r slash am I the butthole. More like r slash I'm in the butthole. And yeah, I realize that ordering adult toys can be a little scary because you may be concerned about privacy. Don't worry, Adam and Eve offers discreet and free shipping for your package. Trust me, these people are experts in your package. You can get 50% off on just about any item, along with free shipping and rush processing. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy or anything you desire. Then enter code R slash at checkout. That's R slash R S L A S H at adamandeve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code R slash to get your discount, plus 100% free shipping, and get it fast with rush processing. Use code R slash. Today's episode is sponsored by Liquid IV. I work out every week, so it's important to stay hydrated. Plus, on top of working out, I've got a three-year-old whose favorite after-meal activity is to run laps, like the little psychopath that she is. Clearly, I need all the hydration I can get. That's why I like to use Liquid IV for my workouts and just for my daily drinking. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. With three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick, it's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. And I mean, yeah, vitamins and electrolytes are nice and all, but what about taste? They've got white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and my favorite, lemon lime. Tastes great to me. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code R slash at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code R slash at liquidiv.com. 
Our next Reddit post is from Suzanne Salty Seas. I had the seat 1A booked on both of my flights. Yeah, I got a deal on first class and flew sitting in the first seat on the plane. I was thrilled. On my first flight, I had great seatmates. On my second flight, I had problematic people. I boarded and got on my seat. A few minutes later, a couple with a husband wearing a Berkeley sweatshirt and jeans and a wife dressed in designer duds got on and started immediately insisting that I was sitting in one of their assigned seats. They had tickets for 1B and 1C and insisted that 1A was the aisle seat. I told them that they're wrong. I pointed to the sign showing which seat was which. They got the flight attendant who confirmed that I was in the right seat and they were in the middle seat and the aisle seat, not me. Copacetic, right? Nope. They started complaining to the flight attendants that I was too fat and crowding the husband. I may be fluffy, but I can fit in the seat easily on a regular flight, much less these wide ones. Also, I can put on a seatbelt just fine and pull it in some. I was not spilling over into his seat. The flight attendants moved them into the seats right behind me. So I ended up with a full empty three oversized seats. I made sure to stretch out over all three and take the most glorious and petty power nap of all time. They moaned about how unfair it was, how I should have never been allowed to sit near them, how I should have been moved, etc. This is why it pays to be nice to others, even others you don't particularly like much. Those two sat crowded in with someone else who was quite fluffy, ignored by the flight attendants while I lolled around napping. I take napping oh so seriously. I think they must have exhibited the same very bad attitude going through customs because I passed them having their baggage pulled apart and expected while a custom agent grilled them. Karma's real. Still laughing thinking about it. Our next Reddit post is from BJ. So I'm a 26-year-old woman and I was sitting on a bench finishing my lunch break when a random woman came and sat next to me on the bench. She had a toddler and a stroller. I'm getting up to walk away and she says, Excuse me, could you just watch my child for two minutes while I pop in the shop? It's really hard to get my stroller in there. I felt kind of bad, so I said, Sorry, I'm just going back to work. But this is a fairly safe area, so maybe you can keep the buggy outside and bring the kid with you? The shopkeeper could keep an eye on the buggy through the window. She looks at me and says in a really mean tone, But you only work just next door. I can tell from your lanyard. It only takes a couple of minutes. I just said sorry and walked away because I was literally two minutes away from the end of my lunch break. The entitled parent said, You probably would have upset him anyway with the state of you. I didn't respond and kept walking away, but it made me feel bad. And on top of that, I would have genuinely not minded helping if it wasn't for the fact that A, I would have had someone breathing down my neck for being laid off my break. And B, I know the shopkeeper in this area well, and I've seen countless people leave push chairs, mobility scooters, etc. outside. Yeah, in addition to this woman just being entitled, it doesn't even make any sense. Watch the stroller. Why? Because you're worried about strangers, but you're entrusting it to a stranger. They're all strangers, lady. Our next Reddit post is from Willing Noise. My in-laws are suing me for part of ownership in my company. This just happened today when I was served with papers. My husband and I, both males, had issues with them a while back, which resulted in us going no contact. I've had my restaurant since I was in my 20s, long before my husband was ever in my life. My in-laws felt that after we got married, it became a family business and they were entitled to ownership. 
My husband and I have a prenup and a postnup that states that my husband and his family have no stake in the business, and I am the sole owner, and they know this and have known this. This issue caused us to go no contact with his family because of their entitled greed. My husband is beyond pissed, and my lawyer is assuring me that they'll lose. For some reason, I'm laughing about it. Just one more headache I don't need. Man, I'm not a lawyer, but this just sounds idiotic. Even if you don't have a prenup and a postnup, which you do, so it's kind of irrelevant, but even if you didn't, you're married to your husband, not to them. So how does that make it their property? Huh? What a bunch of morons. All they're going to accomplish is having to pay their lawyer and your lawyer. That was our slash entitled parents. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.